0: Yeah, once I get to a goal, I think it takes me a good two to three months to figure out where I wanna go next. Okay. Like even even body composition wise, you need to periodize that. But like I just recently lost about ten pounds, put it online, really, really did it seventy five hard, like just went after it and then I thought, okay, I'm good and then I was gonna try it again. I'm like, I'm gonna look good in my game shorts and then I realized that's not really what I want. So it usually takes about two months or sometimes two and a half months. I'm still moving toward other goals, like maybe financial goals that they're still moving or my faith goal is still moving. But like right now in my body goal, I'm like, that's not really what I want because I started, I reset and then I realized I didn't have a passion for it. I was just doing it because I thought it's what I should do. And I was like, I really don't want to change my body composition. I kind of want to eat a lot of food and build content and like work out and have fun. So that I should do that. Like, so my body goal is now like, health wise so the biggest thing for me tip wise is like once you reach your goal take time to celebrate and then sit down and start journaling
1: the cerebral entertainment Podcast. podcast podcast
2: Hey, thank you for checking into this edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. For this episode, we bring you the ever-upbeat and positive Chastity Snowden. Chastity is an online and wellness coach that helps people design and keep the body and life they want. During this episode, you will hear us discuss the state of wellness amidst the chaos of the virus, her plans on making rounds about the country in a van, updates on the FLA tribe, reinventing oneself and why people get bored with their current identities, and much more. Be sure to follow Chastity Snowden on the socials, including her coaching page. Show her all your love and be prepared to be challenged to be the best that you can be. Now, without further introduction, here we go. Hey everybody, thank you for checking into this riveting edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. I am James, and with me as always is my good friend Cole. You can't
1: just do this. <laughs> this is
2: messed up. What? It's good. <laughs> for anybody listening right now. You, you <laughs> Is anybody listening? Wow. I know is here with us.
1: Not right now, when this episode comes out. <laughs> anybody that's listening to this. Wow. Never, you want me to do Jesus. it again? No, I don't want you to. No, okay. no, stick with this. I just want anybody that is listening right now to understand... What just happened beforehand? James completely messed up the intro, and then blamed on the coronavirus, and didn't tell me that that was a thing.
2: Jesus. And with us on the line today, we have Chastity Snowden. Oh, How you doing today, Chastity? Goodness,
0: I'm doing good. My face is already hurting from laughter, oh, so that's good. I, I don't.
2: I honestly do not know what's going on right now. And and there was a ding on top of that.
0: How is that even possible when my phone's on airplane mode? I mean, really?
2: No idea. I, it, no these, idea. Are, these are strange times we're living in, but <laughs> it, it's it's,
0: scary. it's the apocalypse. It's over.
2: Right. It is great to see you again, though, Chastity. How are you doing today? How are things down there in beautiful Florida?
0: They're good. The weather is amazing. Nobody wants to talk to me when I go outside. It's kind of awesome. Like, I say hi to people and they run and everybody's covering their mouth. So people are super nice right now. It's great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I have to assume that's because of the uh, coronavirus fears, right? And nothing else that you haven't told us about yet. Yeah.
0: Otherwise, I'm usually trying to work and walk and I have my dog and everybody wants to talk to my dog. So it's kind of a wonderful gift that I get to work and walk my dog and people wave, but they don't want to talk. They don't want to talk or be close anymore. So. Yeah, it's kind of a nice little gift, but it's beautiful here, so.
1: Are there a lot of people still wearing masks?
0: I have not seen anybody in Florida wearing masks. Okay, good. When I traveled to Vegas the other day, a lot of people in the airport and stuff were wearing them, but. Yeah. Even, it was a, like a week or, like, a couple of weeks ago, and they were wearing masks, so. Hmm.
2: I wonder how much of, a, of an issue that is for your state in particular, just because it's a travel destination. I mean, not necessarily. We're in the off season right now, I guess, so to speak, but probably still a lot of traffic coming your way. So I would imagine around the airports and things like that, people are a little little iffy. Well, a, little, yeah, a lot masks. of people
0: from New York too um, live here um, and go back and forth to New York all the time. And so I know one of my friends I talked to him this morning. He was like, "I don't. I'm supposed to have a party in New York, but I'm just not going to be able to go," and it is a very much a travel destination. And so, I mean, I haven't, everybody I know lives here, but it seems to be just normal right now. And I don't have kids, so I don't know when the school's closed. I heard there's about five cases right now in my county. But other than that, I haven't heard. I don't watch the news. I have to hear it from my grandmother in Georgia. So other than that, (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Right.
2: That's good. I mean, and we talked to a lot of people who obviously you you stay fit, you're staying healthy, you do that as a lifestyle anyway. And it seems like, you know, our circle of people like that, just not very worried. And I think that kind of comes with just taking care of yourself day in, day out, right? Not that we're immune to anything, obviously, but I I just think that a lot of the the concern is from a lot of lack of preparation in life in general, you know? So I I just think it's, you know, it's behooves us so much just to stay, focused on being healthy anyway both yeah. mind body and spirit are all of the above
1: really. by lack of preparation you mean i don't have enough toilet paper yeah there's
2: yes. the, there's the toilet paper thing but yeah <laughs> no by not eating healthy you know by True.
0: If you're just now preparing to be healthy you're in trouble right, right. yeah <laughs> you're the one that's going to get something which is the case in everything that's why health people think it's not that important but Right now it's super important. Everybody wants green juices and they're like, "What can I take?" and like, "Well, honestly, you probably should have started that before some kind of virus is coming to hit you. It's not going to help your immune system that fast. I mean, it's a good try and it's good to start, but you might want to just quarantine and then get in new habits. It's good Good lesson to learn. Be prepared.
1: Right, it's it's good (laughs) to start a new habit now, but how many people are going are like scared right now and then they actually start a habit and then it goes away once all this stuff dies down.
0: Yeah, it's like January.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if you want peace, prepare for war, and uh, there's not much peace here. So Mm
2: -hmm. right. (laughs) Yeah, you know I take vitamin C religiously, I just it, it does great things for me. And and so there's a particular kind of chewable vitamin C that I that I like to take. And I went to the store the other day and it, like toilet paper, two things I used on a, a regular basis, wiped out. You know, so everybody all everybody all <laughs> the you did there. right everybody all <laughs> of a sudden though figured that they gotta get the TP and the vitamin C and this is, I mean, it's taken away from my routine. I, I didn't go there because I'm I'm in the I'm frantic in the midst of the chaos. I just went there because I was going to get my usual stuff. It was shopping day, right? Yeah. And, and and the shelves were empty, and so that's that's really disheartening. And just uh, you know, maybe it's a wake up call, like you said. Maybe people will start now, and this will be a lesson learned. And from here on out, we can just start being a healthier society overall.
0: Yeah, it's also a lesson. It's like my dad taught me with my gas tank: don't let it get to empty. Because then something can happen. Don't let your TP get empty. Like, just don't let your vitamin C get empty. Go buy before you're empty. like, you got to be prepared. Right. <laughs> so
2: how's it going being uh, fearlessly authentic down there? What's what's going on in the world of Chastity Snowden that's new since the last time we spoke to you?
0: Well, I actually have a website that's going to be out by the end of the week. I think we should have everything done, which is exciting. Sweet. A place to house all the things. Instead of it being just thrown all over the internet everywhere, I have a new YouTube that I'm putting out videos every day. Um, But they're just regular videos. It's not like, oh, these are super cool videos that have been edited. It's just like me talking and giving advice. So it's more like IGTV kind of videos to begin with. And then eventually, starting next year, I'll... Uh, I'm actually going to be traveling for probably a whole year um, doing nutrition seminars and just traveling all around the United States and then doing YouTube videos along the way as well. Um, I have a new course that I'm doing. Um, so instead of just having individual coaching, I have group coaching and I have four, well three coaches in my staff and one dietitian. And then we're have, and then I'm developing a course to where if you can't I really want to get information to people. So if you can't afford coaching, then I want to be able to at least get the information to you first that you can learn in an easy way. And then if something happens in the accountability or the motivation to show up with the education that you have is not there, then you may can come back for coaching. I just Mm -hmm. want to help more people. So I'm developing ways to do that.
2: Wow. I love that for sure. And you're growing. It seems like immensely. That's a lot of stuff. I don't think that we, we had any of that stuff last time we talked.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. I'm usually, uh, one of those, I mean, CrossFit prepares you for everything. CrossFit games was like awesome. Like I did that prepared, showed up every day for five years, went to the games and it was like every single thing I learned along the way, I just flipped it into business. Hmm. And now just, You you don't think, oh, well, I just, I don't feel good today. I'm not going to work out. You say commitment's commitment. No matter how you feel, I'm showing up. I got clients. I got things to do. These are my goals. This is my 90 day goal. Like you just, you learn how to show up and it applies to everything and the dominoes just take effect. So, and then the fitness is already there from that much work inside of fitness. So that's kind of like on autopilot, which is nice.
1: Nice. Do you have any ultimate goals with what, with like seminars and things like that? Do you have like a certain amount you're trying to hit in a year or anything like that? You said you're going to be traveling for most of next year.
0: Um, No specific amount of seminar number yet. That'll probably be set in Q4. But um, I just know that I want to, every city that I hit, I'm going to just reach out to every CrossFit gym and every regular gym if they want as well and just see who wants to have a free seminar. Because I just want to educate people and then invite them into the tribe of people that I'm trying to build in order to, for them, once you have the education, if you can't even afford coaching, I want you to have a tribe of people that are all doing kind of the same thing. Even if it's online and they may be in Australia or Slovakia or Denver, wherever they are, but you'll have people that support you. And then I just think it makes it more personal if I can come in and meet them. And I just want to get the education of people because everybody's bossed. They don't know what to do. They're all searching still for the next fad diet. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so that's an amazing concept too, though you're you're adding you're adding value to people regardless. Like you said, whether yeah. or not they can afford it or not, you're going to be benefiting them with information that otherwise they would probably be searching for and finding bunk information, or, or you know, even just the search can become so tiresome that people give up along the way they don't know who to trust you're putting a face to a name you're putting a personality to that face and and offering them something that otherwise they wouldn't be able to to have and so and I have to assume that of course by doing that you're also going to be able to increase your tribe as you call it the FLA tribe right and yes. uh, which seems like that's growing anyway we of course we follow you on the social media and I check out your your posts daily to get my, you know, get my daily dose of inspiration as I do. And uh, I, I just, I notice you're out there doing a lot of good things and the tribe's growing greatly. And so it sounds like you have a pretty good handle on what it is that you're trying to accomplish and how you're going to try to accomplish that feat.
0: Yes. I have a clear specific plan, which is the only way to get to your goal. That's another reason I really like even the program that i'm developing i'm teaching people not only about nutrition but how to set goals because most people don't know where they're going mm. they just know they want to be different and i'm like well what does that mean i want to lose weight well okay why how much what does that look like what does your life look like doing that? you know like they don't they just know that they don't want to be where they are but they don't really know where they want to go so they have no sense of developing a plan to get there mm. and so now they are just always unhappy which is basically where everybody is. And then they're all in the doctor's office getting medication. And I know that because I was there. But without a goal or without a purpose, that's, you're, you're just not happy. Nobody is. So it's also it's not just about nutrition. It's about learning how to set goals.
2: Mm-hmm. That's an interesting concept too because I guess I, I don't know how much thought I put into it in the past. But we were talking with a, a coach not too long ago, and he was talking about goals. And about kind of the same, it might have been the exact same, um, to the exact same effect. It's like someone wants to lose weight. Okay, but why? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? And so I guess I never put enough importance on the why, enough emphasis on that why. Why is the why so important?
0: It's just the only reason it makes you get up and go. Like, if you don't have a why, you're just not going to move.
2: Yeah, but so so I know
0: I... Status (laughs) Status
2: <laughs> quo, but I, I know I want to lose weight. Let's say I know I mm-hmm. want to. I, I know that is something I need to do. Okay, so that that's that's my I, I guess my my goal in my perspective. But why is the why so important? I, I want to lose weight because a I want to be healthier, or I want to look better. Maybe I'm trying to attract a mate. Or what have you? Who knows what the why might be? But that why seems to be the fuel to get you to actually to that goal, right? It's not just the goal because I guess before I kind of considered the goal as the why, but that's not the why, right? Mm-hmm. That's just the I, I guess the expected point of it's not the end, right? But it is the goal at that point in time.
0: So, yeah, I mean it moves the it moves the goal from your head to your heart. If your if your goal doesn't move you to tears or strike any kind of emotion you're never going to
2: reach it Mm. now that's important so you're using emotion also as as that fuel and so because i want to lose weight because maybe i have self-esteem problems and um i want to i want to be a healthier person hopefully not just lose weight but i want to be a healthier person but I, i know i need to drop i don't know 25 pounds whatever and so therefore i know i'm going to feel better and the emotion that drives that is going to is going to help me to reach my goal is that basically what you're saying
0: Yeah, and getting to it, like asking people, because most people don't think about it because a lot of times it's subconscious. They don't realize that they want to be a certain weight on the scale because that is when they used to feel confident naked around their husband, and now they're not connected to their husband. They're not connected anywhere because they're hiding themselves because they're no longer at that weight, and that weight symbolizes the confidence and the way they felt to connect to their husband. Really, what they want is to have sex with their husband. And actually they think they hate their husband and they're pissed at him, but really it's because they are pissed that they don't look how they want to and feel good in their skin so they can connect again. Mm. And to get that, it takes a lot of questions because nobody, you can't sell. So do you want to have sex with your husband? Is that why you want to lose it? People are like, what are you talking about? I just want (laughs) to lose my Like I want to fit in my clothes. It's usually not even, I want to fit in my clothes. It's, I want to connect. I want to be close to somebody. I want to be able to hang out with my kids and not feel like I'm exhausted and irritated by my kids because I'm exhausted. You know, it's, it's like diving deeper and deeper that moves them and gets them. So when they're like, I'm not showing up for a couple days, I'm like, so how was the sex life with the husband last night? That was your why, right? Oh, guess what? You're still not connecting, huh? What if your home life was better? Let's go back and eat your macros. Get on the macros today because that's your why.
2: Hmm. That's fantastic. That's, that, that's a fantastic dissection of, of, of the why, I, I think, because, and I, I don't know about probably, I would say most people, I'm going to throw myself under the bus. I don't know that I would, would have been able to come to those whys without the guidance of some the people like you who I've spoken with, had the fortunate opportunity to speak with, with you and, and with others in your field but connecting that why that's, that's huge. Like that, that's pivotal. That That's life changing for people who otherwise would not have found that why and would not have found the the true reason behind why they're wanting to make those big changes.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I would have never come to the why or, or even reached any of my goals without coaching. I mean, even as young as six, having softball coaches, like I wouldn't have shown up if I wasn't like, trying to impress my softball coach because my home life was chaos. I mean, just even things like that, like that was my pseudo dad at the time because my dad and mom are fighting. Like, it's like even things like that, like coaching all throughout my life has completely changed my life. That's why I think it's so important. Hmm. Why I value it. The education is great, but typically it doesn't matter how educated you are. You won't show up for yourself until you figure out why you want to show up for yourself.
1: Right. Has your why changed at all since you started this coaching endeavor?
0: Yes. Um, When I first started nutrition coaching, my why to begin with was I just want to make money and not do 800 different jobs. Right. And so the company I was working for before, like the owner said, maybe you could do one thing and you might do better at it than doing 25 things at once. You're good at all of them. But if you put all your eggs in one basket and really went with it, it might be beneficial because I couldn't say no. So my why was just to make money. Then my why was to show up every day for my clients for myself because I was eating disordered. Still, I still have so many issues. And so talking with them about their issues and noticing it and them being a mirror for me literally was healing me along the way. And then now my why is literally to get this information out there because I realize that so many people are in darkness and I just want to be like a guiding light for them. I want to like, stand there and be like, hey, the light's over here. Like, here are the tools. If you want to come, you can, but I can't make you walk. Like, I'm like, just a light over here. Come, it's much better over here and out of the darkness and in the confusion. But I mean, I can't make you come. So my why is now to like free people from that darkness that I was in for so many years. Hmm.
1: So you said you're doing these, these are going to be free seminars that you're going to be when you travel around. So you're doing this all on your dime. Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's
2: amazing.
0: Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the plan is to actually be in a van and build out a van, like one of those Mercedes vans, uh-huh. and like actually live in the van and drive around. So I won't like fly and come back and fly and come back. I'll literally be like going around the entire country. And wherever we are, I'll just contact. And then I'll work from the van with the internet and everything, take care of all of my clients, all of my new groups, and all of the cells and all of the stuff that I need to do to put people into the new groups, I can do it all from my computer and my phone. And then build the web, build the the YouTube and all of that, and create more content for people. Right. And then create instead of it being, um, which most of my client base is not CrossFit based. Most of them are just people that want to be healthy. They it's not like the bodybuilding or it's like you know, Orange Theory. You know, I do a workout at home, but I'm just tired of being you know, feeling like crap and it's just regular human beings. So, um, just to give them more education about either when they're traveling, you know, you can do anything you want. Um, if you're out and about and you're traveling, you can do a workout outside. So more education about like, it doesn't have to be, I'm in a CrossFit gym or I'm only in LA fitness and I only eat chicken and rice, like show them the journey and that you can change your body. You can be healthy on the road traveling. Cause basically we're all on the road all the time, whether you travel down the road and you're at your business all day long or you are traveling in a plane. like Everybody's constantly moving so that they need nutrition that moves with them. So that's kind of the idea behind get in a van, teach nutrition, show them that you can do it as you go through life.
1: Right. Well, I guess that's awesome to me because I think about if I see free seminar to me, that's going to tell me that you're not doing it because you're trying to get money out of me to give this knowledge out. You're doing, you're a genuine person because you're out there trying to spread it on your own.
0: Yeah. And what I'm probably going to do is actually offer my, my seminar free to the gym. And then what I've found, it's interesting when people don't put money on the line, they don't show up. So I'm going to instruct the gym that the best way to get people to show up is have them pay 10, $20, but the gym keeps the money.
1: Gotcha. Hmm.
0: And maybe they do a competition or they do something that's educational and then whoever wins gets the money like something to where it's like promoting good health, but I don't take the money and they just keep it inside the gym. But it brings and even if that way, if they want to bring people from outside the gym, it's promoting that they're not having to spend money. They're making money for me to come to their gym. I just want the experience to like talk to as many people as possible get the education out there and then also be able to, if they want to join my coaching, they can.
2: Wow. Fantastic. How much of a, do you have a nomadic streak or or are you, is this anything to do with you wanting to travel as well and and get get in a van and and just kind of take off down the road and see what happens?
0: Yeah, I, um, it's funny because even in training for the CrossFit games, I lived in Deerfield in two different places. Then I moved to West Palm beach. Then I moved to Georgia. Then I moved back to West Palm. Then I moved back to Georgia to train at TCT. Like I literally had four different gyms that I trained at during the five years going to the games. And I lived in Airbnbs and I just, I like change. So once I get what I want, I'm like, all right, a to B I'm good. Let's change it and create something new. And how can we rebrand and make things new and fun and exciting and I like to be uncomfortable. So putting me in a van is going to be pretty uncomfortable because, I mean, I don't need a lot of space, but I'm like, that's that's not normal. Um, and also, I've always wanted to live in Florida. I'll be back in Florida, and I'm probably going to keep my place. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's a nomadic issue probably as well. <laughs> I really want to travel like, internationally and see the world, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got this whole thing, too, where it's like, I'm almost 40. I'll be 40 in December. I've lived in Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida. Like, really? Like, I need to see the world. There's only 40 more years probably that I got. Life expectancy 78. I mean, there's I've already done all kinds of stuff. Might as well go see the world like, and make money doing it and show people that you can do it.
1: Mm-hmm. I know you want to be uncomfortable, but have you bought the van yet? Do you have the van in your possession yet?
0: No, it's uh, it's on order. My boyfriend's actually ordering it.
1: Oh, okay. Never mind then. I was gonna say, what about a camper?
0: <laughs> no, he's it's his dream too, and he's building it out. So awesome. I don't know anything about that. But he's like, he was interested in doing. I'm like, that's cool. He's like, really? Who are you? And I was like, mm, put me in a van. Let's go. Let's go work out and like go see the world. He was like, okay, I'll do it. So <laughs>
2: that's awesome. It, you have a common trait of, of most people who get out there the movers and shakers is that you like to stay outside of any kind of comfort zone it's like you, you you get from point a to point b and then it's like what's next what do we do next is that something that you've always had is that inherent within you or is that something that you aspired to nurture and develop because you knew that was a good idea in order to reach always be reaching new goals new heights
0: i think it's something that i nurtured i don't think i always had it i mean i was raised as a like sweet little Georgia girl that was supposed to stay home like everybody else that that nobody left. Everybody went to college in town, didn't leave, married somebody in town, had three babies. And I was like 30 and I was like, "Um, I'm behind. No kids, still single. Don't want to be here. And I moved. I was like, Florida bound. Here we go. Let's do something different. And then from there, I just realized like, as soon as I get comfortable, to be honest, I get depressed. It's like if I'm not going from A to B and my brain coach, uh, Bob Samara, he always said that he's like, when you go to A to B, as soon as you get there, you celebrate. But if you don't set your next target, you become lukewarm and you become depressed. Well, mine's like instant. I literally like walked out of the CrossFit Games and like had an existential crisis of like, who the heck am I? And I'm that way with everything. Like I all of my, if you look at my past, it's like all of my, even my jobs. It's like I get in, I do a hundred percent. I get to know everything. I know everybody. I can run the whole facility. I'm probably do it better than my boss. And then I'm like, ah, I'm so depressed. And then my eating disorder tendencies start to come up because I start to want to sedate because I'm, I'm lukewarm and I'm needing to feel something. So I either start spending money, start doing stupid things like dating random people or Eating random foods I don't really want, and I don't do drugs. So, but if I was, I'd probably do a bunch of drugs like my family, my whole family's addicts. Um, so I just found that my addiction the best thing is just to set that new target and run.
2: So, it's, it kind of <laughs> sounds like that's part of shaping your mind in order not to get into a funk, so to speak, you know, and, and so. Yeah. Is there anything more to that process other than setting goals? Because it sounds like you get to point B, bam, you're ready to reach another goal. Is there any time of uh, reflection there, of uh, kind of reaching out for new information? Or what does that process look like? Because that could be very helpful information to share.
0: Yeah, once I get to a goal, I think it takes me a good two to three months to figure out where I want to go next. Okay. Like Even even body composition-wise, you need to periodize that. But like I just recently lost about 10 pounds put it online really really did it 75 hard like just went after it and then I thought okay I'm good and then I was going to try it again I'm like I'm going to look good in my game shorts and then I realized that's not really what I want so it usually takes about two months or sometimes two and a half months I'm still moving toward other goals like maybe financial goals that are still moving or my faith goal is still moving But, like, right now in my body goal, I'm like, that's not really what I want. Because I started, I reset, and then I realized I didn't have a passion for it. I was just doing it because I thought it's what I should do. And I was like, I really don't want to change my body composition. I kind of want to eat a lot of food and build content and, like, work out and have fun. So that, I should do that. Like, so my body goal is now, like, health-wise. So, The biggest thing for me, tip wise, is like once you reach your goal, take time to celebrate and then sit down and start journaling, start reading new books, really figure out what you want, because typically everybody's telling us what we should do. I, I can't even tell you. I was at the games in 2018, 2020. I still have people be like, well, why aren't you going back to the games? Well, aren't you going back? You need to go back to the games, right? And I'm like, no. And they get offended. They're like, why? Don't you want to go back? And I'm like, no, is that okay? And I, I feel like there's something wrong with me because I'm not doing what other people want me to do. And I'm like, I've already done that. I don't I don't need to do it again. <laughs> I commend the people that can do it and stay there. That's harder than what I did. I just did it once and I was like, peace out, guys, that hurts. <laughs> but, <laughs> but still it's like figure out what you want. And if it's really like journaling and introspection and meditation and just like, maybe even try something for a week, and if you're like, this doesn't feel right, give yourself some grace to try something new for a week, and then figure out what you actually want, something that, like, burns in your soul.
1: Hmm. Yeah, you've talked about identity a lot, and how, you know, like, when when it came to CrossFit, and you're doing that, there was a ceiling on that, and then once you've hit, once you hit that, it's like, okay, this... Who am I now? Because this this part of my life maybe not over, but it's not where you know. It, it, there's nowhere else to go with it. Where I to where I feel like I've succeeded in anything. So now it feels like you've transitioned into something that pretty much has unlimited potential. I mean, you're talking about getting in a van and going across the country to do seminars and things like that. So I think you've uh, I think you've figured out your calling for sure.
0: Yeah, it's fun. I I was um, it was funny. I'm in a like um, a coaching I'm always constantly that's the other thing I tell people like you reach your goal get a new coach like I have a new coaching group that I'm in and like it's called Awaken Athena and they're pushing you to do new things and I just I was at this event and they were like what do you want to do and I'm like I don't know and I just kept changing it and I realized like at the event like who I was at the last event is completely different than who I am now my identity it's like I keep changing and they made us come up with like women we wanted to be in like, And I, I realized I relate a lot to Madonna and they were like, why Madonna? I'm like, because she literally, how many people, Madonna's like 800 people. (laughs) Like if you look back over her life and line all her pictures up, she's literally, she's like, eh, kill that lady. Reinvention, kill that lady. And that's why she's lasted. That's why she's like been in business forever. It's because she just keeps reinventing herself and people are like, well, this is the new girl. Okay. Everybody else, you know, literally, they're exactly the same person you knew in high school—the exact same person—and nobody reinvents themselves. And that's why they get bored, they hate their life, they go on medication. I'm like, I want to be like Madonna—not in the sense of like what she's doing, but like I just want to keep reinventing myself and becoming new. And cre- like, your identity doesn't have to be just your identity; it can mold and be shaped and changed because you have control over it. You can design whatever you want. Mm.
2: Yeah. Do you find that most of the people that you give guidance to in that respect, are they? Do you ever come across someone who, who can't do that, who can't continuously try to either reinvent or further develop themselves because they're just maybe stuck and maybe even meant to be stuck in that position?
0: Yeah. They usually don't join the tribe.
2: Yeah. It's not for it's them. It's not
0: for everybody. Yeah. It's, just, it's not for everybody. Like, some people really want Groundhog Day. And they really want to be, like, they. their whole life they've dreamed of just having the exact same thing all the time. And they're fine there. And even if they push and they lose, like, three or four pounds, they're like, that's not where I'm, I don't deserve that. I'm supposed to be right here, and this is where I'm happy. And I'm like, sweet, okay, I have no idea why you called me. But, (laughs) yeah, I mean, cool, like, you're good. And, I mean, my programs are now set up, what i realized, most nutrition coaches, they're like, They're set up to get the client and then keep them for life. They're like two, three years, keep these clients. And I'm like, I, if I still have stuff to teach you in two or three years, there's a problem. Like I'm like three to four months. You should know everything I know and your mindset should shift. And then after that, I don't want to take all your money anymore. I want to like spread it out. Maybe we talk every biweekly. Like I shouldn't be talking to you every single day three years from now. That's that's crazy. Unless you're like, if you want to join the tribe, you're in the Facebook groups, you're in the membership site, and you have a bunch of people you're talking to. But there's no like, you should be moved past that. And so if like you're not learning nutrition, but you're working through eating disorders, okay. And now you've changed performance, and you're wanting to go like do a lifting competition, and then you're like, you know what? I want to be a track lead. That makes sense if that's what you're doing, and you still need coaching, and you're tweaking things, and your mindset shifting. Those type of people usually stay with me. The other ones that are like, hey, I understand nutrition three to four months. I'm good. I'm going to keep doing consistency over time and keep losing weight. I'm like, awesome. Deficit, reverse out. Deficit, reverse out. You're good. Mm -hmm. And if you need help, give me a call.
1: So those people... Those people that after three or four months, they've learned it. They know what they need to do, but they haven't, you know, let you go or anything like that or moved on to another coach is because they want that accountability, right? They want somebody to yeah. be accountable too.
0: Yeah. Usually it's accountability, motivation. Typically we aren't talking about nutrition. I would say five, 10 minutes, maybe. And that's like teaching and completely talking about nutrition on their 30 minute phone call. The rest of it, is like lifestyle stuff, what's going on with them, what's happening with their family, what's going on inside their faith, what's going on inside of business that's causing issues. They have a travel thing coming up. Some, It's all just other stuff. And then I talk to my clients almost every day. So their 30-minute call is like an actual schedule call. Every other day is a Marco Polo. So we talk about life stuff every day, like how things are getting in, in the way, my dog's sick, like my kid's... Are at home now. What do I do? I'm really wanting to just eat everything that's left on their plate. I need some motivation not to do that. (laughs) You know, stuff like that. Like, it's not really what am I supposed to do with nutrition?
1: So, so after that three to four month period, are there people where you kind of you try to push them off to do other, you know, to either find another coach or to do other things, or if they don't seem like they want to, do you kind of just let them hang out for a while?
0: Usually, I make sure they reset their goals. Okay. So after, like, like uh, typically when we start, it's like three months, six months, nine month year goal, like ultimate goal. And I have clients that have been with me for a long time, but it's like, like one lady um, online, her, her name is Fitness for Everybody. And she, like, poached, her life is like posting her story. She's a fitness professional, but she was 260 pounds and now she's at like 213. So, like, she's got a long way to go to get to her, like, 175, 180 goal. And so, like, she's staying with me longer, but she, every single time she's learning stuff and now she's going to be a nutrition coach. So those type of people, it's kind of like they're using their story to build a business and they're fitness professionals. They're becoming nutrition coaches as well. So I'm not only now on her phone calls, it's not just teaching her about her nutrition. She's asking me questions about the nutrition with the people that she's starting to work with. So. And it's kind of like, that's just how it goes. Um, So those are people that stay with me longer or the people that change their goals. So after three to four months, I'm like, all right, we've reached your goal. Or we're on the way and you know the path. It's just going to take longer to lose 40, 50 pounds. Can't do that in three or four months. What is your official new goal? We need to set it. We're going to set three to four months and we're going to like reframe your mindset Um, so that you're not like constantly like, well, when am I quitting? When am I quitting? Like. And that's usually most coaches, they're like nervous about clients quitting. And I'm like, no, let's set a goal. Like, where are we going? We need to know where you've been, where we are now and where we're going. I'm not worried about it. If you need to quit, that's awesome. No guilt, no shame. Move on and I'll find somebody else I can help. And they they really, it's it's awesome because I've had maybe three or four clients in the past couple of weeks be like, hey, you know, I just, I really understand what's going on. I need to quit. And they don't feel nervous about it because we talk about it all the time. Instead of it being like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to do something to Chas. I'm going to hurt her feelings because they feel indebted to me because I've helped them. And I'm like, no, whatever you need, let's set it up. And then we'll set a clear plan for them for like two to three months. And if they need something, they just check back in. And sometimes they'll set up like a one-off call. I have this one lady. She just is amazing. And she'll do a call every two to three months. She just texts me, hey, I need you to check my macros. I've tweaked them a little bit. Um, Got something else going on. Can we talk? She pays me one fee. We jump on the phone. I reset her, and she goes on her way. So I have a lot of those that, after the fact, they already know. Then they can just get a little tweak and move on.
2: Hmm. Hmm. It's kind of like discharge planning in my line of work. I work in long term care, and as soon as someone admits, we start planning for their discharge. You know, so our goal yeah. is, is for you to to recover, rehab, and hopefully move on and, and get back to the community where where you came from. And so that's that's what it reminded me of. When you said that you yeah. you, you plan on that, you kind of talk about it along the way.
0: Have, it's like I, I always say, I don't want them to have crutches. I want to give them wings. Like they need to fly and feel empowered, not like I have to be their crutch for the rest of their life. Like, mm. that's not what I want to do. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think by the nature of the the kind of person that you are, um, kind of bringing into your fold in the tribe, that person is kind of has the natural inclination that they're they're trying to get their wings right. They're trying to fly, but yeah. How about, I mean, is it, you're very upfront about your, your past, about your eating disorders, your struggles with that, things like that, body dysmorphia. Um, Is is it, is it common for people to get into an unhealthy state, whether it be obesity or, or some other kind of um, body problem or, whatever the case may be, is it common for people to get comfortable in a zone where they definitely should not be comfortable? Like they should see things in a different light and you kind of got to direct them to be a little more uncomfortable because this is an unhealthy situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I have those uncomfortable conversations quite often because people don't want to become aware of where they are because that's very scary.
1: Mm.
0: they like, they make constant excuses well this happened or that happened and that's why I didn't show up this week or actually I I mean I'm okay at this weight or and I'm like you're literally obese there's a problem like your health is a problem do you want to be I mean I've had conversations of do you want to be around for your grandkids because you're not going to be and they're like whoa I'm like you can fire me right now but I'm not going to let you die and so I push people and I mean I have cl- I've had clients that are, you know, over 400 pounds, women over 300 pounds, and and they know that, that like, I'm showing up for them, but if they don't show up, I'm going to kick them, and they might not like it, and they might leave, they might quit, but I can't be a good coach without showing them that that's a problem. Like, it's one thing, if you're like, oh my gosh, I want to get these 5 to 10 pounds off, I want abs, I have an issue, like, there's another thing where it's like, you're literally going to die, like, you have an issue, heart problems. Like we know you have thyroid issues. You're not sleeping. You're a man you don't have any kind of sex drive. Like there's all these and you're under eating, like whatever it is. So yeah, I just give them the, the easy. It, it comes off a little nicer because I'm like a sweet girl <laughs> with a really strong fist. <laughs> I always tell them I have a mean bark and not a bite, but um, my bite can be pretty bad too. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: Well, I think that it, there's a, there's an ethical consideration there that you're that you're dealing with. You could probably continue to coach those people and coach them in their comfort zone and and keep the uh, you know, keep the uh the, the money flowing to you, so to speak, but but you're doing the right thing because you see someone who's in an unhealthy situation and you give them that kick. And I think that's important because at the end of the day, that's that shows uh, genuineness and the fact that you actually care about your folks. And it's, it's it, nothing else. It's going to grow your tribe. It's not going to shrink it by, by you having those kind of ethical considerations and trying to lead people in the right direction. Plus it's just the right thing to do, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've fired clients before. I mean, I can think of one specifically. There's been a couple, but I, he just wouldn't show up for himself. And all he did was make excuses, excuses. He was drinking and eating and he was way overweight. And I was like, listen, I don't want you to be out in the world and saying I was coached by chastity. like, you my stamp is on you by you speaking to me every week and you're not showing up I don't think I can do anything for you because you're not ready to move There's a reason it's called a movement because we move if you don't want to move forward I can't help you. I I take people from a to b You're stuck at a and you're going backwards. I don't know what uh, Before a but you're going backwards and I don't want to be a part of that when you're ready to move Give me a call. Mm-hmm. I'm always there. but and I hate he was like, huh, and I was like i'm not taking your money anymore and I shut his I shut his payments off. and I'm like, and he was paying me a lot of money. because He needed it. He was way overweight, and I was like, you're, "I mean, I can't. I did it for two months. I'm like, you can't. You're not showing up. No more."
1: It's 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 odd when people have that mindset when they come to you and it's like I'm going to give you my hard earned money to, but but the, but they it's almost like they feel like you have to do the job for them because you're giving them the money. But it's. Mm-hmm. But the other side of that is, okay, I'm going to give you my money for you to make me work. That doesn't make any sense.
0: That's why I say I'm a guiding light. I can't, <laughs> I can't move, but I can't move for you. Right. You have to move to light yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's just like when people buy a gym membership and don't go. And they're like, well, I have a gym membership. And I'm like, eh, but you, the weights don't lift themselves. Right. Like, you got to go in there and pick them up and put them back down. That's the only way it's going to get any better. Hmm. You're just basically paying to say you have a gym membership, which most people do. It's kind of funny.
1: Yeah. Well, we also know people who pay for a gym membership and actually do go, but nothing gets done while they're there. (laughs)
0: That is true. There are a lot of those.
1: But they can tell people that they go to the gym every day.
0: Take a few selfies.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Right. (laughs) No, that's that's an interesting point, though, Chastity, that I, I didn't really consider yet, the fact that. That man is going to say that he is part of the FLA tribe and he's walking around overweight and unhealthy. And, and what kind of, uh, what, what that says about, you know, what kind of story that tells about the tribe. And you don't want to yep. be associated with that. You know, not, not to, I'm not trying to judge this guy. I don't know him, but it's like having a, a defective product. If you make some kind of a product, you don't want that product to be anything other than, uh, well, perfect, if, if at all possible, whatever that means. But you you want it to be something that you're proud of because you don't want your logo, your stamp on that defunct product. And so that's that's very interesting as well. you got to kind of protect the tribe from any outliers who just want to pay money to say they belong to something. He might turn around and talk, start talking smack too. And I, I yeah, paid Chastity absolutely. all this money and look at me.
0: Right. And, I mean, and the thing is I tell people step one inside my tribe is you have to love yourself enough to show up. If you can't get step one, you can't move into step two, which is self-discipline. And then step three is your power. Like all of it you have inside you. But you have to do the first step and you have to love yourself enough to show up. Mm. That's step one. He wasn't doing step one. I was like, I don't know. You're never going to get self-discipline if you don't show up. It's just not going to happen. So, yeah. And that's the only way you can become fearless. That's the only way.
2: Yeah. So... How does, how does one approach, especially with some kind of impediments like that, motivation probably being the biggest one, I think, how, how do you guide people in order to help them to realize how to live their best life, how to look their best self when they can't see that themselves? So I, I know that the, probably the most pivotal things are the things you already brought up, which just involve like dying soon, relating to kids or grandkids, whatever the case may be. You want to be around to see those, those kids grow up and whatnot. Um, you don't want to have, you don't know, want to stroke out if you don't, you know, and, and be less than, you know, functional in life. But as far as image goes, um, how do you direct people in order to realize they have a better self inside of them? What what kind of examples or, or, or tools do you use that you could share with us in order to try to help guide people in that in that direction?
0: Well, one of the things we all talk about is awareness. Like the only way to change your looks or what you even think about yourself is to actually take a moment and look at where you are until you know where you are. You're never going to be able to move forward. And that people hate doing the pictures. They hate looking in the mirror. So we do a lot of that. Sometimes I make people take pictures every single week and they're like, but there's no change. And I'm like, but every time you take that picture and look at yourself, take time to love yourself. Like, Everything you've done up until this point got you here. You had a choice every single time to do all of those things. You have a choice to look in the mirror and now make new choices. If you make the same choices, you're going to end up right where you are right now, 10 years from now or worse. So awareness is step one, is looking in the mirror and looking in the mirror often. Mm. And I always try to tell them like loving yourself enough to show up is also loving yourself. Like it's, there's no benefit to showering yourself in shame and guilt about where you currently are. It doesn't do, it doesn't move you forward. If anything, it moves you backwards. So there's no reason to beat yourself up, to be mad at your body, to be mad at your cellulite, to be mad that your pants don't fit. Like go buy pants that fit. Who cares? Like be happy where you are and enjoy the process. it's one of the reasons Yvonne, my client I was talking about earlier, she's the most inspiring person and a lot of people actually follow her is because she is finding joy on the journey instead of being mad that she has belly fat she gets excited like when she sits down at a table and her belly doesn't touch the table like little tweaks okay I'm putting on a um a towel it's the first time a regular towel goes around me like looking for the positive in the current present moment and being present Most of us, we hate ourselves so much. We're not aware, but we also don't live inside our body because we hate our body so much. So I I do a lot of that stuff with them where I also use Marco Polo. So not only do they have to take pictures every day or every week, they have to literally send me video messages and look at their face over and over and over again. So one of the ways we work on image is just looking at yourself. The more you look at yourself, you typically start to like it. Hmm. Or if you don't like it, you show up and the scale is another thing. We look at the scale as just a data point, but it's a good data point. If it's up or down, it doesn't matter. If it's up, you move, you show up that day. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, I gained weight. Oh, you know, I gained some weight and I want to get this weight down. I'm going to eat my macros. I'm going to show up. I'm going to talk to chat. If it goes down, Oh my gosh, my weight went down. I'm going to stay on point. I'm going to hit my macros. Like either way, we look at both as a positive to move forward. So all of it's mostly like awareness and like looking at yourself often and being in your body.
2: Hmm. That's an interesting concept. Also not living inside your own body. It's Mm -hmm. like you're, you're projecting yourself to something else. And the funny thing is I can kind of relate. I never was overweight or anything, but um, lack of confidence in my younger years caused me to not ever like really take a look at myself and see myself in the mirror for who I was, for what I was. And I, I preach this now so much to everybody that I work with. You don't know where you're going until you know where you are right now. And in order to know where you are, you have to be honest. You have to you have to be completely honest and tell yourself, "Look, this is me. This is what I'm working with. This is what I have to to improve on, or to um, to nurture, or or maybe to discard, or whatever the case may be. This is what I'm working with, and I need to to take this thing." Whatever that that ball of of information is, and move forward on that because that's the only way that you can ever truly grow into who you're supposed to become as a person.
0: I agree with that completely. I teach that all the time. Yeah. A to B. can't know where you're going unless you know where you are. Right. Even in a yes, they say the same thing. Can't yeah. get in the car, put it in. They want to know where you are first <laughs> to know where to go.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're gonna let that satellite guide you to your destination, you gotta you gotta let it uh, see where you're at. You gotta pinpoint your your realistic location and, and not exactly. living not live outside of your body, outside of yourself, whatever that means. Um, I
0: find most people that live outside of, well, not most. I find the people I speak to, and maybe it's just a commonality between people that can come to me because I've been abused and I've. I've also had eating disorders, so they kind of go together. We'll either allow someone to to abuse us or, and then we abuse ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, so one of the features of both of those is we live outside of our body. And one of the most pivotal moments, it was actually at an awaken Athena event. Um, I remember them being like, well, what was your biggest takeaway? And I was like, I had, it was a day. It was like physical, emotional. We were having to do stuff like holding sandbags over our head while they were yelling at us. And like, but not yelling, just yelling, like yelling specific, horrible, emotional things to us about ourselves that we believed about ourselves. It was crazy. Hmm. But one of the most biggest takeaways was like, I didn't realize how much I was out here watching myself. And now I completely feel like I'm inside watching the world. And they were like, whoa. And I was like, but, and then I think back on my memories and even my memories of um, bulimia and just abuse and things like rape and things that have happened to me in my past. I'm literally outside my body standing on the other side of the room, watching it happen. And it's been like a complete transformation because once you're inside your body, you're aware of what you feel, what you're doing and you can stop what you're doing to hurt yourself. So that's a, I, I work with clients a lot on that and getting them back inside their body so that they can notice what they're doing and stop the action of hurting themselves with food or whatever and then create a habit interrupt in order to, to break that pattern. But the first part is just getting inside your own body and being aware of what you feel and where you are.
2: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's awesome. It, unfortunate uh, events that led you to the, those realizations, but the the impact and the insights that you give to people, that's, that's. In, I mean, you can't put a price on that. That's, that's amazing. And basically people become self-conscious and they, I've noticed this about myself. Let me just throw myself under the bus again. I become self-conscious and I don't even realize how I'm responding, how I'm reacting to other people because I'm too busy watching myself. And so that's exactly what you reminded me of because you have to be in yourself to view the world, to have a true perspective of what's going on around you and stop looking at yourself all the time. Just let yourself be. Yep. Like, like, Let yourself exactly. live. Trust yourself. Yep. Trust the process of being yourself so that you can be the best person that you can be and you can respond to the world. That's the way it's supposed to work.
0: It's supposed to. I actually did a talk the other day on Facebook with a doctor. She wrote, just wrote a book, Dr. Van, at- Van, Van Natten. Um, the body language doctor is what she's called. And she was talking about all this stuff and I'm supposed to be reading her book to put a blurb in. I need to connect you guys. She would be great. But anyway, cause she's her body language stuff and talking about abuse and how people react to things and move. It's so interesting. And our conversation was really cool cause she just was teaching me all kinds of things because of abuse and eating disorders and stuff of how she could pick up on things even that I was doing that she could tell I'd been abused or the way I would react or the way I touched my face or the way when people say stuff, even on like a zoom or a Skype, like if someone leans in, I would like lean back and think just body language things that she could tell. And it's like, that's so interesting. She has to live completely in her body to notice that. And most people don't even live in their body or know what they're doing. They're just reacting to the world, like scared out here watching things. So, it was just very interesting. Wow how, how did that how
1: how did that feel? Yeah. No, she like to know she was judging those not really judging, but like looking for those things. Were you just like trying to like sit there still, like yeah. stone?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't realize I moved. Oh wait, did I look up into the left or to the right? Did I? What my did I? What did I, what did I, I, did, I grabbed my hair, I grabbed my face. You just try to be super still, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> otherwise people are noticing what you're doing. It's crazy. <laughs> but it was really interesting and it made me realize that like i actually do live inside my body now which is great mm-hmm. i jump out sometimes but i'll pull myself back in um it's a lot easier that way to beat addiction when you're <laughs> when you're inside your body versus outside <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah that's i'm going to i'm going to use that for myself trying to live in my body more often because or, or all the yeah. time i mean obviously but um, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at it now, but I still find myself sometimes being getting back into that self-conscious mode, getting back into into turning, basically putting a mirror on myself and not really seeing the world around me, only seeing my own faults or, or you know whatever the case may be. And I want to live inside my body full time and, and experience the world yes. like that. So I'm going to take that, and it's one of the great things about podcasting, Chastity. To be honest with you. At first, we thought it would just be a good time. We thought we were going to have fun and meet new people, which we have on all all fronts. But I learned so much now. I learned so much by talking with people, by getting perspectives, by hearing your experience, things like that. And I hope that I know that our listeners are the same way. They they really they get so much value from from you and from your experiences and and things like that. So I do want to be mindful of your time. So if you could let us hear once again your website, it's up and coming, right? But give us the, the yeah, website should be we yet yeah, right. So give us your, your your web address, give us your all of your information. Let them know where they can find the tribe. I highly encourage everyone to follow the tribe. I think it's awesome, I, and I I love seeing you on there and, and being inspirational and motivational and doing the things you do. So give us all that, and we'll it'll take us home.
0: All right. My Instagram is chastity Snowden underscore FLA. And then I have another one, Fearlessly Authentic Movement. My Facebook business page is Chas Snowden Coaching. And then we now will have the FLA Movement website, flamovement.com website coming. It should be done at the end of the week. Um, on all of my Instagrams, you can find all the podcasts. I have like a link tree on there, a, a little link where you can schedule an appointment directly with me. And then also see all of the podcasts I've been on the one from here and then all the other different ones. There's all those links as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Cool. Perfect. Wonderful. We are so appreciative of you taking out your valuable time to talk with us. It's always good to see you and to talk with you in the, in this more personal setting of, of podcasting that we share with the world. And so uh, we're going to let you get busy on, on planning that, that van. got to get to work. So. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Chastity. We'll see you. And we're out. Thank you again to Chastity Snowden, and thank you, CEP listener. Remember that word of mouth is like life's blood in our veins, so don't forget to tell your friends and family about the great variety you hear right here on the CEP. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or wherever you consume the podcast that you love so much, so that you can keep the variety coming straight to your ear holes with that automaticity. Also, on that note, when you go to Apple Podcast, it would help us immensely if you would give us a five star rating while you are there to show your love for the CEP. And speaking of love, you know, you know what's coming. We love it when you give us all of your love on the socials. When in fact, you do give us all of your love on the socials. So. Be sure to give us all of your love on the socials and be sure to visit the launching pad for all things cerebral at the C E And of course, if you need to contact us for whatever reason, you can do that at cerebral at the C E Don't forget that we have official CEP merch at byjack.com slash C E P. That's B Y J A C K.com slash C E P. So get online and get your C E P gear today. That's all I've got, folks, so until next time, be sure to keep those big, beautiful brains of yours nice and toasty. See ya.